Welcome to a Football Friday edition of the Goal Line Stand. All football, all the time. A Sports Talk Philly podcast, sportstalkphilly.com. Presented, as always, by Michael's Glass Company, 215-338-3293 in the Philadelphia Tri-State area. And DePaul's Table, a modern Italian steakhouse, 70 East Lancaster Avenue in Ardmore. Follow the show here on social media, at GL Stand Show, everywhere uh, on social media. I don't know what else to say about that. When I tell you to follow us on social, follow us on social, goddammit. I'm Doc. I am joined, as always, by Brett. And it is an interesting weekend of football ahead. We're going to preview some NFL games. We're going to talk Hall of Fame breakdown. We're not talking Eagles because we got nothing until Monday when we do the kickoff and previewing the Eagles and the Cowboys. How are you, sir? Doing well, buddy. How you doing? Happy Friday. Uh, happy Friday. Happy Friday. I this is a an anniversary day of sorts, and I tried to get the audio to line up, but it wasn't working the way I wanted it. Happy anniversary to Jake Elliott. This date four years ago, 61 yards as time expired to beat the New York football giants. Yeah, well, as we've discussed many a times on this show, Giants-Eagles games are always very memorable, either for remarkable plays, crazy plays, there's miracles, there's kick returns, there's fumbles, there's there's just all kinds of stuff. And that that's one of the more memorable game-ending plays in this long rivalry. I would still argue, because of that fact, that it is more at a more intense rivalry than, in my opinion, Eagles-Cowboys. And plus, it's a local factor. Yeah. I, I know Eagles fans are going to say, no, nah, that's bullshit. It's because of the Dallas fans that live in the area. We know the story. But you get so much – there's so much craziness in, in Eagles-Giants history. You got the Eagles side of it. You have the Seahorn play. You have all that, all the goofiness. Yeah, it's – it's. It, what's interesting, though, is it seems like it's always cyclical in that it's, it's not one-year Giants, one-year Eagles. It's usually – Eagles domination, then Giants domination, Eagle and back and forth in that way by several years. But yeah, that was an amazing kick. Um, really uh, helped the Eagles on their way, and that also just doomed the Giants season. So, well, yeah. I thanks mean, for bringing that up. No anything, problem. Anything else you want to talk about? No, but I hear you have an issue with insurance. It, it, what, what's your problem? Okay, I don't have an issue with insurance. The concept does make a lot of sense. And actually, I love the progressive commercials with the guy who's coaching the people not to act like their parents. I think they're really funny. But there's a new one where he takes them to a football game. For, and he makes fun of them because the one guy gets – the one guy who's really very good acting, like the one who when he goes to the mall, he's like, hey, don't act coy in the, at the koi pond. As soon as he gets out, he's talking about parking. So I guess, yeah, we'll leave it this exit and whatever. So, I, look, I don't know. I, I've always marveled and truly appreciated whenever I go to an Eagles game, which is not often, I'm able to get home in 30 minutes. I sit in traffic for 15, 20, and then I'm home, right? It's a different analysis if you are leaving a game and you still have 90 miles to go. So I took issue with that because, as I've said multiple times on this podcast, the parking analysis to me is part of the game day experience. And when you decide to build a mall in a ski slope on a perfectly good parking lot, you're fucking up my world. 
And this is very frustrating. And this progressive guy doesn't understand that. Moreover, the spot that they have in this commercial is VIP only. They're literally within 30 yards from the stadium. So just shut up. The guy and the, the, the guy who's the coach is a little smug. Like, I don't care if they don't know what quinoa is or whatever. And you know what? Sometimes we should be so lucky as to act like our parents. They're, they're good people. I, I agree with you. So they're essentially sitting in Scarlet Lot and complaining. Yes. Okay. Or the guy's complaining because the guy, because the one guy just wants to talk about the, the eventual egress from the game. I don't know. Maybe it's just the way we were educated coming up. To me, parking is, an, is a very important thing. When I go to Eagles games, Phillies games, I park in the same spot all the time, no yes. matter what the sports team. I even park there for Flyers or Sixers because – the access, I can make a quick turn. I'm out. I'm on to, I guess that's technically 10th Street that gets runs into the into the ballpark. I'm up. I'm off. I'm on the bridge. I'm home. I mean, I'm out of the parking lot before people even start their cars kind of yeah. thing because of where I parked. Yeah, I, I haven't seen the commercial yet. I, I take interest with I take uh, exception to it as well. Next thing you know, they're going to have another part of that commercial where the guy is going to be like, "Hey, I want to go in and watch the warmups," and, and they're going to and they're going to crap on him for that. Yeah, I mean, and it was funny though because at one point he's walking in the guy and the guy who is now acting like his supposedly his father is saying, "So you know, when do you think we're going to leave the game?" And guess what? My father said that all the time. It, it's part of the discussion. Okay, you always map out. Okay, if it's thirty-five nothing. You know, is this a third quarter exit? It's a fourth quarter. And again, that schmucky coach, he doesn't understand what it's like to have to drive 90 miles down the New Jersey Turnpike after your team just got ripped a new one. Yeah, see, I only did that once in my life, left early. Look, it, it, I would not from a, leave From a professional early. football standpoint. No, I understand. I wouldn't leave as early if I didn't have as long a ride. It's, oh, just, I it's agree a different analysis. I agree. Well, good news is that coming up, uh, if you don't want to go in, in in the near future here, you're probably going to be able to watch this on your Amazon, on your, excuse me, not Amazon, on your Apple iPhone or on your Apple TV. It sounds like the NFL Sunday ticket, which was all geared towards Amazon, is now going to switch over to Apple. This is the first time since 1994 that it is up for debate. It's up for sale. The NFL is going to get almost, damn, like $2 billion for the renewed, the new Sunday ticket package. Well, you have it. Yeah. I mean, we have it because as giant fans prior to this, other than having to drive to some kind of establishment north of exit nine, I would have to listen to, to giant games on the radio my, my childhood, which was real. I used to love when the Eagles had a Monday night game or something that or had a bye week where the Giants did it because the Giants were then the local game. Otherwise, I couldn't even watch my favorite team until Sunday ticket. And Sunday ticket is what has kept alive direct TV because we have like the most basic package. And as soon as Sunday tickets gone, you know that the dish is gone and it's going to be that way for many people. Oh, it's going to be it's I don't have Sunday ticket, right? Yeah. Because why? Why do I need it? I'm in the market, number one. And obviously there's red zone, but I'm not getting it for I have no reason to buy it. 
Now, yeah. next year, if you're going to tell me that it's going to, you're going to charge me five, 10 bucks a month to, to get the, the direct, the, to get it on my Apple, uh, you know, Apple, what do you call it? I, I account and all that stuff. Then I can watch it through the Apple Plus on TV. Yeah, I'm all for it. Why wouldn't I be? I think it cost, uh, right now, I think it costs like $289 a year. But it, again, if your team's out of market, you got to do it. The other thing is, I will say, the red, so Sunday uh, Sunday Ticket has its own Red Zone channel, which is run by Andrew uh, Siciliano. It is by far better than the NFL Network Red Zone. He is so good. I he fantastic. It's it is night and day better than the NFL Network's Red Zone channel. I can't even describe to you. It is a completely different experience. He's on top of his game, and he's hysterical. So I guess it's going to be interesting to see what happens there then, right? I guess they'll probably keep it as is. However, now people will have more access to it. Yeah, the direct TV thing, the the Sunday ticket thing, uh, other than you, I, I, I don't think I know anybody else that has it. Because one, of cost, and two, because, you know, and now... There are ways to watch a game. We don't we don't encourage that use, the way to do it, unless it's Triller. But, you know, you can go on your phone and figure it out. Yeah, that's it's true. But, you know, I, I mean, I don't think the Sunday ticket will change. It'll just be, yeah, it'll probably, I think they'll end up having, a, you'll, it'll be on Apple TV Plus. So you're going to have to buy that subscription. Similar to the way we discuss on in the fight show, check us out at ITF show. How you have how UFC pay per views are exclusive to ESPN Plus. You're gonna have to get on Apple TV Plus and then buy that package. That's how I think it'll go. Yeah, that's probably going to be the way that they do it. It's going to be interesting. Two billion dollars. And now it's going to open it up to a whole lot of different, a lot of people have iPhones. I'm not saying everybody has iPhones. There's obviously Android people, but a whole lot of people have iPhones. Uh, DirecTV, uh, we hardly knew you. Well, all right. So here's a dumb question, but if you do not have an iPhone, can you still access Apple TV Plus? Is it just an app? I would. Can't you buy like the little Apple TV box? Or you could. Yeah, that's what I have. So I don't have it. It's on my TV already. I have a smart TV. Yeah. I can pick Hulu, uh, you know, all of them, Amazon, blah, blah, blah. Then there is a little box for little square that I click on for Apple TV Plus. It's now I have it. I have it through the phone because I, whatever deal I got when Sprint and T Mobile merged, blah, blah, blah. I have it for free. Now, I guess I don't watch anything on. So I don't know what, I don't even know what's on there, but I have it. I know that I do have it. Yeah. And I believe most people on through their cell phone carriers have it, have it. Now, how they get it on their TV, that that's a whole separate issue. Yeah. Uh, because of an iPad purchase recently, I got it free for a year. I haven't watched anything though. Yeah, I got to get a new iPad. My iPad's too old. It doesn't even work anymore. I had an iPad prior to a few months ago. My iPad was from 2010. What I got right before the right before Bin Laden was killed. <laughs> it was at that game. I know. Let's move on. Let's go up the turnpike. The Falcons go to the Giants. Uh, hey, congratulations. You might have a chance this week. Yay. 
Uh, I'm already look. I'm already in draft mode. <laughs> let's let's tank. I'm not tanking for anyone in particular. Let's just tank. Well, you tank can you tank for Tua? Technically speaking, I guess you know if we want. I don't want Tua. I honestly, I'd rather have Daniel Jones than Tua. I don't necessarily. The, the Giants have so many issues. I and Daniel Jones might be up. I don't think he's the top issue of that team. But yes, the Giants will be hosting the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, it is a matchup of two winless teams. Two teams, really, who I don't believe have much of a chance in, in their respective divisions. The Giants- I thought you were going to say that they don't have much of a chance in the game. I was going to say, well, it's a three-point line in favor of the Giants, so they get the home line. But what, is it going to be a tie? Yeah, 0-0 zero, zero tie, absolutely. Look, in the in the end, it comes down to the fact that the Giants need to generate a pass rush. You know, Atlanta played decently. They got back in the game against Tampa last week. So, look, Matt Ryan, it, he's not – is he the MVP quarterback that he once was? No. But his game has not fallen off a cliff. He's still a competent quarterback. He's not surrounded by as many weapons as he once was. But, you know, they still have Calvin Ridley. Kyle Pitts, obviously, is a very unique talent. The running game isn't what it once was. But if you're not going to get – if you're going to give Matt Ryan all day, let him be comfortable in the pocket, he'll pick the Giants apart. He'll put up 300 yards and whatever else. So you, it's the same issue it's been for the first two games of the season. Giants have to get to the quarterback. They also have to be able to run the ball, whether that's – and if, look, if Saquon isn't ready yet, just sit him down. Put in Devontae Booker. Put in whomever else. I, you know, look. Look what happened last night with Christian McCaffrey. He was out three games. Now he just it looks like he hurt his hammy. He'll probably be out for a few weeks. And that's a shame. These things, it takes time to come back. I, look, I we all know what Adrian Peterson did coming back from the ACL and even less time and then almost breaking Eric Dickerson's record. That is the exception, not the rule. So, look, um, I'd like to see some more innovation from Jason Garrett. I think he's one of the biggest problems. You constantly hear a lot of NFL analysts talking about how the Giants offense is literally stuck in some kind of mode that was like from 15 years ago. It's basically an antiquated offense. That's obviously hurting the growth of Daniel Jones in addition to a porous offensive line. Kenny Galladay still banged up. Who knows if Evan Ingram plays. Let's see if they're able to incorporate Kadarius Toney, the first-round pick. Honestly, I, I think the Giants are, the Giants should probably win this. I'm going to give them the home effect, even though they really have never made MetLife Stadium their own. Um, but, you know, it, it would be a shame. Although, frankly, if you look at the last two games where a New York Giants number was retired, they actually lost both games. So there's that. You mentioned a number being retired. Eli Manning's number is being retired. I was actually going to to ask you: Is this the game to do it? Why? Most times when a game, when a number is retired, uh, more often than not, it's done on national TV, meaning either the four twenty five game, Sunday night football, Monday night football, Thursday night football. I just took a quick look at the giant gander at the giant schedule. <laughs> That's not possible because they don't have any of those games. No. So okay, so I guess this is good timing then. Yeah, this is as good as any. Uh, I I I'm a little curious as to why they didn't wait for maybe a divisional opponent. As we discussed earlier uh, the season, the Giants are going to be retiring Strahan's number during an Eagles game. So I, I would think that you would do maybe the Cowboys. 
that that to me would make the most sense. So that would be December 9th. I was looking at that too. But like, that's not great weather. Right. It's usually a divisional opponent. You usually want to throw it in the face of a divisional opponent, or in this case, if Tampa was up in if Tampa yeah. was in the Meadowlands, you guarantee that they're gonna do it in front of Tom Brady. Yeah. because right Strayan had the most success, had the most sacks against Don McNabb. It makes sense. To me, Eli, you know, Eli opened up AT&T Stadium and the famous signet, he signed the wall with the score of the game then signed his name. I, that was one of my favorite moments of Eli Manning's career. Uh, I'm, look, I, I think this is a well-deserved honor because of the new rule with respect to the numbers the Giants are now have a little bit more leeway with respect to retiring numbers because prior to this, they almost were capped because they had so many from earlier on in the the history of the franchise. Uh, it, it's, it, it, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm very emotional about it. You know, as you can understand, it's it was the last quarterback ever that my dad got to see. It was literally the last conversation I ever had with my dad was about uh, Eli, and I'm not going to be able to go or I'm making the decision not to go because I am I still don't feel safe regarding COVID. And we're not going to get into that. I'm frustrated about that. And people could fault me all they want, but, you know, I guess there are some things a little bit greater in terms of health and all that stuff. But uh, it is a well-deserved honor, and uh, congratulations to him for that. Congratulations to him for that. He will be back on TV Monday night. For the Eagles-Cowboys game, I had an opportunity to watch the, the Manning Brothers broadcast of last Monday night's game. For the most part, it was really good. Now, like they brought Brett Favre on, and I, I too, Brett Favre had no clue what the hell was going on. And it really brought the broadcast down. Yeah, that, that I, I agree. And then Pat McAfee was on like a four or five espressos. Because he was super intense and almost the volume was screwed up. I also think they should completely remove the volume from the game feed. I don't need to hear it at all. I, I agree with you. I think it should be completely off and it's fun. I think it's fun. It's going to be interesting to see what happens this week, who they bring in. I don't know if they've announced anybody. So I don't know. I, I would suspect. I don't know. It's funny. You would think there's really no, th well, Brett Favre. So maybe they bring in some Eagles. Maybe they're I, bringing some count, former Cowboys. I would love to see. I would actually really, I, I don't know if it could happen, but I would really love to see them bring in Tony Romo. I yeah. don't know if he could do it because of the CBS contract, but oh my God, that would be like. What, what about number five? He did, Yeah. Number five. Number five will be fine. Maybe always, Nick look, Foles. I don't he know. always loves us. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. Speaking of Nick Foles, let's go around the National Football League. Some news and notes. Uh, I'll, I'll start in reverse order since I teased it. Justin Fields getting the start in Chicago. What took them so long? Well, I think this is more based upon injury than merit. And I actually think that when Andy Dalton is healthy, they're going to revert back to Andy Dalton. Uh, unless Fields lights it up. And I'm hoping he doesn't because the Giants own the Bears first round pick. So even though traditionally, look, you and I actually were Bears for two years. I always have a soft. I I, I like that fan base. It's one of those. It's a uh, like a neutral friendly thing, right? I know that it's another NFC competitor, but I've always liked the Bears at this the the fan base. Like I said, uh, but this year I am I'm rooting heavily against them. So I'm hoping that Fields at least for one year falls flat on his face. 
I, I have no dog bear in the fight. I do like the bears. I like Chicago. Chicago is a great city. Uh, most Polish people outside of Poland per capita. So, that, you know, that's kind of why I like them. Let's take a look at uh, Thursday night football, though, real quick. Christian McCaffrey hurt again. Hamstring. I haven't I haven't seen anything on it. I know he was getting an MRI. For as great as he is, this is a problem. Yeah, this is now, it looks like at least two years in a row where he's going to have an injury plague season. And it's problematic. But I will say, uh, you know, beyond that, I don't know how comfortable I feel with Chuba Hubbard as the main running back right now. I like the direction this Panthers team is going. I'm not saying, I look, they're 3-0. and It's a soft 3-0. and You know, that involves a win. You can only play who you're scheduled to play. But Thank it you. does it does involve a win over the Jets and the Texans and the Texans without Tyrod Taylor. We'll get up to that in a moment. But I so they may even make the playoffs this year. They're three and oh. That's a really great start. But Matt but, is a very, 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 very good coach. And I like what they're assembling young the young defense, good receivers, decent offensive line. I like that Tommy Tremble kid. This is I like the direction this team is going. New uniforms are needed, though. Yeah, update it a little bit. Yeah, they've, they haven't updated it since their inception. What would you do if you wanted if you had to change change the Panthers uniform? What do you do? It is a very it's obviously a 1995 uniform. Yeah, I, I maybe I, I perhaps go more old school, go away from claws and those kind of stripes, and do something more uniform. Yeah, think about you're in an area in, with North Carolina, South Carolina. There are some beautiful uniforms, both in the football and basketball realm in college. You got to up your game. It, it's just, I agree. It's, I get maybe get away from the claw. Just go with like a Carolina thing. Yeah, I get away from the stripe. The the that you keep the stripes, but actually on the on their blue jerseys, the stripe is there and it looks good. It's not as pronounced as that. Look, it doesn't look like a rip, you know. Yeah, like go stripe as opposed right. to claw. Yeah, I agree with you. Maybe their new quarterback would like the claw. I know. <laughs> For those of you who can't see this, which is everybody, uh, Brett was giving me the claw. Yes, Baron Von Rock. That sounded a little creepy, by the way. People know if you know wrestling, you know you know what the claw is. Yeah, I understand. Just it could Let, have been interpreted creepy. Let's talk quarterback. What is going on with Sam Darnold? He has more wins in the past three weeks than he has did his whole Jets career. I think he's playing decently. I don't know yet if I would bank my future on him if I'm the Panthers. Because like for and this has sort of been the mo on Darnold all along. For every two great throws, there's one where you're like, "What the hell is he doing?" But. He's managing the game. They're winning. So let, let's see when, again, they play a little bit stiffer competition, which undoubtedly they will face. But all in all, you can't complain about what they did uh, with respect to acquiring him. And he definitely, I, you know, I, I think he's at least outgrowing the bus moniker. Now, you know, I think the Jets pulled the plug too early. And so as a Jet, you might view him as a bust. But just as a total NFL pro, you can't view him as a bust. No, I don't think you can you can view him as a bust. And actually, you you think if this team can get to the playoffs, say they win, uh, I was going to say nine and seven, but that that obviously changes now. Say they go ten and seven, they get yeah. in the playoffs. 
you could argue he's a comeback player of the year. Yeah, absolutely. He definitely would be in talks for it. Because if, if they, particularly now with McCaffrey hurt, they're getting in off the arm of Darnold. And it's going to be a, look, this is a defensive team right now. I, you know, I don't see them winning too many shootouts. But I, again, I really like those receivers. I, I just like what they're doing there. Give them another year or two. I think they're going to be a serious problem. And I think they're positioned very well in that division because Tampa obviously is the cream of the crop in that division, but they're older, right? They're relying upon a guy who, you know, at some point he's going to get old, right? I don't care how vegan and all that stuff, whatever. So, you know, if Caroline is hitting their stride in a year or two, that's really who else is going to be around. We don't New Orleans is in flux. Atlanta still, I think it hasn't even hit rock bottom. So I think if I'm a Carolina fan, I'm very happy. They defeated the Texans who had their quarterback situation is just a mess here. What are they doing? Why are they not playing Deshaun Watson? Why aren't they forcing his hands? Well, if Deshaun Watson comes in, doesn't play well, he's worthless. If he he's worthless hurt, as it is. He's not no. First off, why isn't the NFL stepping in and just putting him on the exempt list? I, I don't know. We talk about this all the time. I don't there, know. There is, I mean, do you realize that there's probably several there, there's the equivalent of like several of those storage unit rooms full of legal documents, whether from civil or criminal courts, pertaining to him and his situation. I know if there's someone who is ripe for the commissioner's exempt list, it's him. He would still be earning his money because no court has adjudicated on his guilt. So it's I, I, to me the NFL screwed that one up royally. But to me, if on the Texans, you can't mess with the value because if he doesn't play, whatever he doesn't get hurt, he doesn't play poorly, then you could still demand a boatload next year, or basically you can still demand it for Miami next year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, around the league, some COVID issues. Antonio Brown, Zach Ertz, both asymptomatic. Whether they play or not, we don't know. Yep. I wonder if maybe that'll affect the bleach of Ertz's hair. Well, the bleach from Ertz's hair, that was a uh, bet that he had lost to Jason yeah. Kelsey. Yeah. Um, props to Jason Kelsey for <laughs> for making a bet that that you were uh you were gonna your your boy was gonna leave the team. But hey, it is what it is. Let's go around the NFL real quick. Couple games that are, that interest you this weekend. Something that you're excited about, other than the Giants, because I know that that's got you got you all jazzed up. Oh yeah. Well, uh, to me, I think the obvious answer is Tampa Bay, Los Angeles Rams, which I kind of wish was the Sunday night game. I am already in that. You know, the, the Packers just are always on prime time, and I wish they would not be on prime time two weeks in a row. Even though obviously one's a Monday night, one's a Sunday night. To me, the Tampa Bay LA game, I'd already, it's a shame you can't flex this early in the season, even though that's not a bad game. But to me, Tampa Bay LA. And then the other one that to me is very intriguing LA Chargers at Kansas City. I agree with you wholeheartedly on, on the Rams and the Buccaneers, just looking at it. It's obviously it's America's game of the week. Uh, the Rams are currently, uh, Rams are a, one point dog at home. So that's not a surprise though to the defending champs, but yeah, like Packers at Niners. Look, I, I know, I know San Francisco's two and oh, they were boring last week. That was a boring, they're a boring, boring team. And you're either going to get a boring game or you're going to have Aaron Rodgers 
go off again, which I hope he does because that's my fantasy quarterback. This is a really weak, weak slate of games this week. I'm, obviously, I'm excited for Eagles-Cowboys on Monday night. We'll get to that. But just looking at it, Colts-Titans, that was going to be a very interesting one. Not as much anymore. Carson Wentz, you know, he's walking around like Lieutenant Dan. I guess he's not walking. You know, he's in a wheelchair or whatever. Wow, he and, went Lieutenant Dan. Wow. Yeah, did. someone had a meme out there that I'll have to share. It was Carson Wentz <laughs> as Lieutenant Dan. It was great. Hey, Bengals-Steelers is an interesting one. The team that's on 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 the rise versus the the team that's still kind of there, you know, it's a very boring week. Uh, which could, Washington which Buffalo be could be decent. Saints Patriots. The problem is we have no idea. The Saints are like the most bipolar team in the NFL. We have no idea which team is going to show up. So that could potentially be good. Um, by the way, speaking of fantasy football in our league, do you know who you're going against? I do not. You're going against my mother. Oh, I'm going to get my ass kicked. <laughs> I'm going to go 0-3. She's been talking a lot of shit, I got to tell you. What, my team sucks. I, I, think, I, I, I think actually right now you're projected to win because she had Robbie Anderson last night who had zero points. I completely drafted wrong. I was looking at it. I went tight end heavy. I don't know why versus – well, I, I, I picked uh, Kyle Pitts, which has really thrown me off because I thought he was going to be a little bit more of a factor early on in the year. Good time. Has you never know. There's always this week. There, that is true. That's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping for. Let's go to the NCAA top twenty-five. Let's take go around the top twenty-five. Other than Rutgers at Michigan, Rutgers at twenty now a twenty and a twenty point five point dogs a twenty and a half point dog to Michigan. What else interests you there? By the way, they covered. Uh, I hope so. I, I'm not very confident, but nevertheless, I, like I think the game of the week. To me, this sucks. It's at it's at noon on Fox. It's Notre Dame and Wisconsin at Soldier Field. We've talked about how I don't like the neutral field that I'm frustrated with, and you know the NCAA really needs to figure out a, a better schedule, a better way to flex games because this Saturday night game is West Virginia at Oklahoma. I, I, I eh, eh. I look the uh, the second best game is a CBS game, so it's a little complicated. Texas A and M Arkansas, I think that's a fascinating game. I actually think Arkansas can beat them up a little bit. Uh, they just always seem to be a very physical SEC team. Texas A and M hasn't lived up quite to the hype yet. Going so that, that's interesting. Going back to that Notre Dame Wisconsin game, so that's the Fox game, three thirty Fox game. Iowa State at Baylor. Now I don't know if it's a slot in there for the Big Twelve. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Yeah. I would think you could flip it, right? I mean, to me, well, Notre Dame Wisconsin should be an eight o'clock game. I'm it saying should it should be, be a eight. night yes, game. I That's know, but the problem. It's never going to be. And let's go back to that real quick. So Notre Dame was Notre Dame at Wisconsin at Soldier Field, which is, I, you've been to Notre Dame. I've been to Notre Dame. You fly into freaking Chicago and then you drive over. Yeah, you know, to me, that, that's a it's it's a Notre Dame home game. This is a Notre Dame Notre Dame home game. It should be in Madison. At least it should be in Green Bay. Yeah, which Wisconsin did with LSU. Even that I didn't like. No, I don't because because Mad it, it's Madison. It's a, it's a cool environment. Yeah, it's one thing if it's a team with a very uh, neutral, not neutral, but sterile environment. Just it's nothing that is notable. Camp Randall is. Um, I'm not saying it's, you know, Lane Stadium, Enter Sandman, 
but jump around everything. Camp Randall is known as being one of the better environments. Notre Dame, obviously one of the more special places from a college football perspective. You don't need the soldier field shtick for this. No, no, not at all. You don't need the, the, the soldier field shtick. I mean, the only time, maybe if you're North, if it's Northwestern, which is a great venue, but it's that, small. It's I get 30, that one. Right. It's yeah. 35,000. So you want to put more people in there. Makes sense. Uh, you, you go around the Big Ten, who they could, Rutgers is 52,000. Maryland could be the next one. But even when that place is packed, that's loud. It's a steep, steep climb, steep climb. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just don't. Notre Dame pisses me off with this kind of stuff, and we don't have to get into it. We've already talked about it. But, yeah, yeah for a noon game, that kind of sucks. Yeah, it's frustrating. And, and again, it's just I always I always love watching college football knowing, all right, there's a huge game coming up at 8 o'clock, and we have West Virginia, Oklahoma. And, by the way, it might be a very entertaining game. Big 12 games, I, I, I get offended that there's no defense. I think Oklahoma is incredible. Oklahoma has not played well this year. West Virginia may go in there and win, much to my dismay, our dismay. We're not West Virginia guys as former Big East people. But it, it could be an entertaining game. It's just it's not, you know, you know, a net where two two teams both have national championship, uh, in, you know, uh, hopes and whatever, you know, aspirations. It's, no, and from that perspective, it's frustrating. I agree with you. The only other game sticking out to me, Nebraska at Michigan State. That's kind of a one of those. It's a Big Ten game. Anything can happen. Will the real team please stand up? Who is it that that you're going to get? Are you going to get, you know, the Nebraska team that is getting beat by subpar competition? Are you going to get the Nebraska team that almost beats Oklahoma? And on the other side of it, Michigan State. What are you getting out of them other than being thieves and stealing a bunch of monikers from another school within the in their own division? Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Copyrighted, trademarked stuff. He sh- no. he really should do that. Um, and then in terms of the Pac-12 slate, obviously Oregon's the big name. They have Arizona, uh, new head coach Jed Fish. They're just struggling. The actually of all the Pac-12 games late at night, because you know you always look for the that late night game. Uh, I like the uh, Colorado at Arizona State game the best, even though neither team is ranked. I think that might be a decent game. The fighting Herm Edwards, they can always get it done. Yes. You, Villanova at Penn State doesn't uh, doesn't excite you? I'm more interested in Wagner at Temple. I, I'm actually looking at that right now, and I'm actually looking here. Let's see. Who does UConn get to lose to this week? Do they even have a game? It doesn't look like it. That, yeah, I don't think they're playing. That's a shame. I was really hoping. Oh, uh, yeah. They're hosting Wyoming, 330 CBS Sports Network. I can't believe I'm going to say this. Go Cowboys. Go Cowboys. (laughs) Hope UConn loses every game. Well, they are going to lose every game. They fired everybody. Yeah. The FCS looks great. It's that time of year again. The National – that's not even the National Football League. The Professional Football Hall of Fame, which does not not encapsulate the Canadian Professional Football – Or Arena League. league, Or or XFL. Yeah, or or USFL. or any. Well, it does have the USFL. Uh, it, it just does, has AFL, USFL, doesn't anything else that's pro. Ah, screw it. So we have our 122 semifinalists that have to get narrowed down to 50. 15. 15. 15. 15. We're doing 15? We did this last year. 
I thought it was 51st. Okay. No, it's 15. So we're going to go from 122 to 15. This is a little bit of a, a, I don't know, uh, what do you call it? A project, a study. Here we go. Well, yeah, we, we, we did this last year. This is without looking at, and, and again, this is without looking at stats. Brett we're not looking at stats. We're just talking here first impressions, and then we will get, we'll take a deeper dive into this as we get closer. We are the bouncers at Club, um, Studio 54 in the 80s, and we're Club giving Lavier. you a look and saying, are you getting in or are you staying out in the street? Not not Club La Vila. What's that? That's the one in Panama City, Florida, WCW used to run. Oh, no. I thought that was a good reference, though, Club Studio 54, like where the bouncers get in. You know how in the movies, like, they're like, yeah, you're in, you're out. Okay. Never All right. Let's Crickets. guess. Let's do it. Okay. For the quarterback, I guess we'll just say we're going to – because obviously we're going to have to pare it down to 15. You so have let's just start – yeah, I have a highlighter. We're good. Okay, good. We're good. So let's just start with – gonna, I'm going to name the names. We're just going to start with the initial impression in or out, okay? Quarterbacks, Randall Cunningham. In. No. In. No. Okay, he's in. All right, go. Keep going. I'm not even – Jake DeLome. No. Boomer Esiason. Uh, no. Jeff Garcia. No. Dave Craig. No. <laughs> Donovan McNabb. Absolutely not. Steve McNair. Ooh. I don't know. Of all of them, I would do Steve McNair. Yeah, you're wrong. Randall's closer than McNair. McNair was a co-MVP of the league. Okay. Randall was a comeback player of the year. Did he win the NFL MVP when he was with, no. with Minnesota? No. Keep going. Who got it running back? So I'm highlighting Steve McNair. Uh, running back, Sean Alexander. I should take myself off a of mute. Uh, I, I, think, I think so. Okay, remember, this is just the initial. We're going to pare it down again. Yes. Okay. Mike Allstott. I'd love to, but no. Tiki. No. Ernest Biner. I actually no. think Tiki's almost in. No. Way, and I hate him. No. Larry Centers. No. Corey Dillon. No. Eddie George. Yes. Yeah. Priest Holmes. Ooh, good one. No. Steven Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Jamal Lewis. No. Eric Metcalf. No. Lorenzo Neal. No. Fred Taylor. No. Herschel Walker. Fuck him. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Fuck him for other reasons. That sounded creepy, but whatever. Ricky Waters. No. Brian Westbrook. No. And all right, wide receivers. Anquan Bolden, first year eligible. Is he really? Holy crap. I feel like yeah. he's still feel like he just played. Uh, no. we're getting old. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Troy Brown. No. Donald Driver. No. Henry Ellard. No. Devin Hester. Maybe for it's another an interesting reason. Well, yeah. So it's also yeah. as a punt returner, kick returner. Yeah, he, punt returners, kick returners belong in the in the Hall of Fame. He changed. He. I don't want to say he changed the game, but he was. He was the best of that. Yeah, I, I would. Well, I'm going to highlight him for now. Yeah. Tory Holt. Yes. Joe Horn. Prick. No. Andre Johnson. Hmm. I don't know. First year eligible. You, what, uh, you, 
No. Well, the bouncers don't say, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Is he in the club? I would say yes. Okay. Okay. Chad Johnson. This is for his football ability, not for his boxing. Oh, he did okay. Yes. (laughs) Derek Mason. No. Masin Muhammad. No. Andre Risen. No. Jimmy Smith. No. Rod Smith. No. First year eligible, Steve Smith. Interesting one. I, I, I at least we have to highlight him. You have to, yeah. He, he, worthy of a more of a discussion. <clears throat> Heinz Ward. Yeah, I say yes because I said yes before. Reggie Wayne. Yes. Wes Welker. Interesting one. Um, no. I go no as well. I think he's going to be one of those guys you're going to look at it and say he won X amount of championships, but he was always he was a very good player. You got a shit ton of catches because I mean he was he, Brady loved him and then Manning loved him. All right, tight ends: Dallas Clark, no; Ben Coates, I don't know; Brent Jones from the 49ers? yeah; no; Heath Miller, no; Wesley Walls, no; okay; offensive lineman. Willie Anderson. No. I kind of think so, but all right, we could go not good. Matt Burke. Ooh, maybe. All right, I'm going to highlight him. Tony Baselli, I think we both go yes. Yes. Lomas Brown. Maybe. I'll just highlight him for now then. Well, offensive linemen are, are, are more difficult. There's, there's a lot of good off. It, yeah. There's a backlog. You're gonna, yeah, and you, and, I'm and not they, even close to finish with right. And they deserve, they deserve an additional look because you got to then you go you got to dig deeper there. Reuben Brown. I feel like yeah, but I don't. I don't really think so with him. Uh, to Brickishaw Ferguson. He's he retired. He's not even first year eligible. He's been retired for a while. Uh no. Okay, Kevin Glover. No. Jordan Gross. No. Olin Krutz. No, I don't think so. All right. First year eligible, Jake Long. Hmm. Interesting one. I don't, yeah. I don't, to me, not I think. Not a first year guy. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Nick Mangold, first year eligible. I, that's an interesting one. Where did he, I don't think so. Like, I think Hall of Very Good. Well, and to me, like, you look at these center, Olin Krutz, I, I would take Olin Krutz over Nick Mangold. Right. Yeah. I don't think. No. Uh, Logan Mankins. No. Here's one I can't like Jesse Sapolu. That guy from back in the day? Yeah. Good from name. the Niners. Yeah. How well, see, that's amazing. I would think like Brent Jones, that's why it kind of surprised me a little bit. No, no, I don't think he gets okay. it. Jeff Saturday. I, worthy of a look, I think. Highlight. All right, I'll, I'll highlight it. Uh Chris Snee. No. Brian Waters. No. Richmond Webb. No. Eric Williams. No, I. You're saying that because he was a cowboy. He was good. No, cheater. Steve Wisniewski from the Rams. The was he a Raider? Was he a Raider or a Ram? It was L.A. It was Raider. Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. John Abraham. (coughs) Maybe. I don't see that one. Jared Allen. By the way, you just switched positions. And you didn't help you. Oh, sorry, defensive lineman. Uh, no, see, I don't think Jared Allen gets it. But he was a finalist last year. I know he was. So we have to highlight him. Okay, Leroy Glover. 
Maybe. No. Casey Hampton. No. First year eligible Robert Mathis. I don't think so. Leslie O'Neill. No. Michael Dean Perry, the better of the Perry brothers, by the way. No. You would agree he's better than his brother. Oh yeah, but he didn't go. He didn't go to WrestleMania. It's true. That's not his fault though. Simeon Rice. No. Richard Seymour, who was a finalist. I, I think yes. Justin Smith. No. Neil Smith. I said yes before. I know you've. Said I thought no. I thought he was overrated. Yeah. We have to agree for it to be highlighted. Right. Greg Townsend. No. Justin Tuck. No. Love him, but no. Vince Wilfork. No. Kevin Williams. No. Bryant Young. No. Okay. There's a lot of like, they're really good, but it's just like not quite. All right. We're at linebackers. Cornelius Bennett. No. Lance Briggs. No. Teddy Bruschi. No. Here's one. London Fletcher. Statistically, and I know this from, I was looking at something on him. Statistically, yes, he's in. If you're looking at it off of statistics. I know what you're going to think of this next one. Seth Joyner. I think Seth Joyner's a Hall of Famer. I think he's like right below. Well, he's a Hall of Famer. See, I would put Clyde Simmons in over Seth Joyner. Well, I don't know what to tell you. He didn't say Clyde Simmons. To me, Clyde Simmons is more more underappreciated. Willie McGinnis. No. Sam Mills. Who's no. I don't think so either, even though he was a finalist. We're not going to. No. I, I Unfortunately, I, I love everything he stood for. He's a former Philadelphia star, but he, he's not it. Hardy Nickerson. No. Takeo Spikes. No. Pat Swilling. No. Zach Thomas. I guess so. I, I'm going to stand on the table this year for this dude. I know he you are. That's why I just said I guess so. First year, Demarcus Ware. Oh, interesting one. Hmm. I think so. You think first year guy? I so that may. This is just about being a finalist. Okay. I believe he's a Hall of Famer at some point. All and right, then so lastly, that's... Patrick Willis. No. Oh, I'm, I go yes, but I'd have to look. We have to, we have to agree. So right. yeah, uh, D backs. This one we both agree. Eric Allen. Yep. Sure. Even though you're going to say no, Rondé Barber. Fuck him. No. Yeah. Okay. I know when you're just being like that. Dre Bly. No. Leroy Butler, who's been a finalist. I But I think you and I were like, eh. When we broke down statistics, I, I think it was more of an eh. If he's been a finalist, though, you gotta, you almost have to forward him in. Yeah, but then we have to do that with Sam Mills as well. Okay, we'll put him in. Okay, well, we're at least highlighting him. Nick Collins? No. Antonio Ooh. Cromartie, first year? No. Merton Hanks? No. Oh, the neck? No. <laughs> Rodney Harrison. I think so. But, but this is where you and I disagree. Yeah, so no. he, he doesn't get a highlight. Right. Albert Lewis. No. Tim McDonald. No. I can't believe this one is even of do you know Alan Rossum? Yeah, he's not gonna make it for me. Sorry. That's not even close. No. I can't believe he made this list. What did somebody say his name so he had to go on? I feel like he kind of snuck his way into the party. I don't yeah, understand I so. that one. Asante Samuel. Yes. Uh, I'll, all right. I'll, I'll highlight him. Bob Sanders. No. If it was just one year, yes. Yeah. He didn't do it long enough. Yeah. Charles Tillman. Well, Peanut Tillman, you know, that he has the punch. 
So good punch. Just Is for he the an punch, FBI agent now? Yes. For that alone, you should be in. No. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> he just said for that alone, he should be in now. Yeah, he's not. So, okay. No. Troy Vincent. Yeah, they talk him up. They talk him up. They talk up Peanut Tillman. Anytime someone punches the ball, ah, it's the Peanut Tillman punch. He's doing the Peanut punch. Yeah, he's perfected it. Uh, yeah. Tro Troy Vincent. I don't think so. Nope. Adrian Wilson. No. Darren Woodson. Yes. Yeah, I agree there. Uh, punters and kickers. No. None of them? Pat McAfee. You want to hear the names at least? Yeah, go ahead. Gary Anderson, Jeff Fiegels. Sure. John... <laughs> All right, let's highlight Jeff Fiegels. John Casey. No. Sean Landetta. Who I uh, Sean sure. Landetta might be a, a solid argument, too. Ryan Longwell. No. Re Reggie Roby. I like Reggie Roby. Matt Turk. And no. then uh, four special teamers. Josh Cribbs. Mel no. Gray, who I loved. Yeah, they like him. Brian Mitchell, who sucks. Brian Mitchell's great. Fuck Brian Mitchell. And Steve Tasker. Steve Tasker is my... I, yeah. I don't know how he didn't get in. All I know is if it was based upon a two-year stretch, Raina Thompson gets in. Yeah. So That's here's... I, gotta so right, I, gotta count, I have to count. Yeah. Why? So, you know, why isn't... Uh, what's his face? A, a specialist. And why is he a wide receiver? Hold on. Brett I'm is not... You should mute. You should mute me because I'm going to be talking like this, and I'm going to screw you up. Sixty-five. No. Nine. I, all right, we're, we're at twenty-nine. We have to. Okay. So we. Get, all right. So we got to. We got to trim it down. Fourteen. Fourteen. Got to go. All right. Um, Ocho Cinco's gone. Whoa! 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 You can't just make decisions here. Position order. Position order, and we. All right, quarterback. I'm leaving Steve McNair in. Yeah, I would leave. I would leave Steve McNair in. Running backs, we have Sean. Wait a second. Who else what? is on there at quarterback? We went over that. The only one who got passed was Steve McNair. Oh, you didn't highlight Randall. Okay, got no, it. Yes, right, go yes. ahead. All right. Running backs, we have Sean Alexander, Eddie George, Stephen Jackson. See, I, I think all three of them deserve it. Uh, I would take out, Sean Alexander out. Yeah, Alexander would be out. This is where they're going to cannibalize each other. It's going to be a bloodbath. Okay. <laughs> Wide receivers, we have Devin Hester, Torrey Holt, Andre Johnson, Chad Johnson, Steve Smith, Heinz Ward, Reggie Wayne. Talk about cannibalizing. Holy crap. <laughs> All right. Who was there that – who were the finalists last year? Torrey Holt and Reggie Wayne. And Reggie Wayne. See, I still think Heinz – so they're in. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. I'm taking – if it was me, I would take out Heinz Ward. You would take him out. And I would take out Ocho Cinco and Devin Hester. I just don't think a punt return – a return specialist should not go in his first year. If he was a specialist, if he was in the specialist category, he's in. What do you mean? Well, he is. It's it's It, it actually notified it's also in as punt return or kick return. But it's still – the Steve Tasker is never getting in. Now, no, returning is probably a bigger deal, but I'm saying a return specialist should not go in his first year. Okay. So I'm taking out Devin Hester, and I'm taking out – all right. Choose – I'm letting you choose. Chad Johnson or Heinz Ward, who stays? Who stays? Heinz who Ward stays. stays. Okay, so Chad Johnson gone. Okay. There were no tight ends that we highlighted. Matt 
O-linemen we highlighted. Matt Burke, Tony Baselli, Lomas Brown, Jeff Saturday. Um, honestly, I would have put others. To me, Tony Baselli stays. He stays. Who else uh, would you have put in? I get rid of Jeff Satter. I would have put in Willie Anderson. I would have put in Olin Krutz, probably Richmond Webb. Um, but okay, Tony Baselli stays. I get rid of Jeff Saturday. Fair enough. Okay. D lineman. We have Jared Allen and Richard Seymour as the two holdovers, and that's the only two we chose, actually. So I I'm and I'm gonna keep them. Linebackers. Uh, we have the two hold up the two finalists from last year, Sam Mills and Zach Thomas. We have Demarcus Ware and London Fletcher. I'm getting rid of Sam Mills. And I mean that with all due respect to his memory. Yeah, no, look, I don't I, he, we went through this. So you can go back in the archives and look. A great story. A guy from Montclair State, right? Uh, overachieved. But yeah. he's not, yeah. Okay. Now we have D-backs. Eric Allen, Rondé Barber, Leroy Butler, Asante Samuel, Darren Woodson. So Rondé Barber is gone. See you later. No, he's not. He's a Hall of Famer. He's not a Hall of Famer. He's a prick who ruined my dreams. You Did you win a Super Bowl? It doesn't matter. I understand he closed the vet. Maybe Donovan McNabb shouldn't have thrown the ball. Maybe Blaine Bishop should have caught Joe Juravicious. Let's leave Blaine Bishop alone. Nobody knows where he is. <laughs> His whereabouts are unknown. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. Rondé Barber is a Hall of Famer. Okay. Eric Allen is a Hall of Famer. I, I absolutely agree with you. All right. Um, I If it was me, I'd get rid of Leroy Butler and Asante Samuel. Okay. Okay. I'm not even counting the punters and kickers and special teams. Let me see where we're at again. All right, we're at 19. We got to get rid of four. Okay. Um, Go back to running back. Eddie George and Steven Jackson, I'm, I'm staying with. Okay. Running back or wide receiver? We got to stick with McNair, right? Yeah, I think so. Wide receivers, I think this is where you could eliminate. Oh, I'm getting rid of Heinz Ward. He's yeah. gone. You can go back to cornerback. You can get rid of. Well, I'm getting rid of Matt Burke. All right. You can get rid of Rondé Barber. No. I'll get, I'll get rid of Darren Woodson first. You want to get no. rid of someone? No. Well, we have to. They're not all getting in the club. Okay. I'm getting rid of Darren Woodson. All right. Let me see what that We have to get rid of one more. One more. Um, Who do we have at linebacker? We have London Fletcher, Zach Thomas, DeMarcus Ware. DeMarcus Ware, I think, for this year, gets to ride the pine. Okay, I'll I'll agree with you. I'm not saying he's not in, but... I think he's a Hall of Famer eventually. Of the group, he's not in. People are going to say London Fletcher. Are you kidding me? Seriously, go look at the stat- at his statistics. I think it, it's it's going to be the same argument uh, in five years for Frank Gore. Do you think it just he, he was in he for so was long? Good for so long, but he was consistently good. Yeah, but he was never amazing, and I don't think he was ever even a top five back. But that's it's the same kind of argument. 
It's kind of like Jamie Moyer. Should Jamie Moyer be in the Professional Baseball Hall of Fame? I but London know. Fletcher did win a Super Bowl, though. So there you go. Yeah. So we have our, our 15 are Steve McNair, Eddie George, Steven Jackson, Torrey Holt, Andre Johnson, Steve Smith, Reggie Wayne, Tony Baselli, Lomas Brown, Jared Allen, Richard Seymour, London Fletcher, Zach Thomas, Eric Allen, and Rondé Barber. Are you going to put this on the gram? I'll put it on the gram. At GL Stan Show on all social media. That's Enjoy the, the weekend of football, people. Enjoy it. Rutgers is going to cover. I'm going to tell you that right now. So take the 20, 20 and a half that they're sitting at right now. Uh, Giants might actually get a win. We'll be back Monday to recap the weekend it was and talk Eagles-Cowboys. I don't know why, because I think it's going to be a bloodbath, but we have to do that. You can find a show here on sportstalkphilly.com, anywhere you find podcasts, also on Sportswire Radio. I'm Mike. That's Brett. We will see you later. Hey, it's fall. Go out and enjoy the weather.